Out in front of shot, off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Warren! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home is up. Boy, oh boy, you know Darren Millard had an early workload today. An early workload today. We're going to get into that. He was pretty sour uh, just about an hour ago with Ben Goats. We'll we'll dig into that. I I definitely want to dig into that. Also, the Vegas Golden Knights have been pretty active. We We have a lot to talk about today in terms of the Golden Knights, the trade deadline, and bring you up to date with some of the Kelly McCrimmon's commentary from earlier today. Now, should expect to have John Shannon, our NHL insider, around 425 today. Darren Millard is en route, so should be here shortly. And boy, Chris Chapman, we get to talk about my favorite trade so far for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, listen, we talked about Teddy Bluger yesterday. We've talked about Ivan Barbashev. But here's the deal. The Vegas Golden Knights have acquired Jonathan Quick, not from the Los Angeles Kings, from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets legend, Jonathan Quick. No, 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 no. Vegas Golden Knights legend, Jonathan Quick. Do you have any idea how much that's going to irk Kings fans? Well, he's got to do something first. Stop it. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't doesn't. irk. Well, you know what? I I shouldn't say that because you, you grew up a Kings fan, so... I, I look at it as a moment like when Scott Gomez mm-hmm. joined the New York Rangers. Yeah. It irked the hell out of me. Oh, so, sure. so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you're probably right. It probably will irk Kings fans no, so, no matter what happens. So full trade, Jonathan Quick heads to Columbus in exchange for Michael Hutchinson and a 2025 seventh round pick. Columbus is retaining 50% of Jonathan Quick's salary. And Darren Millard... You were just out there earlier today, right? Let's go. It was fun. It was uh, it was it was a great uh, couple of days, uh, and we still may have more trickling in from the Vegas Golden Knights. There's no guarantee that uh, everything is done and put to bed on the trade front, uh, knowing that the deadline is tomorrow at noon Pacific. But uh, the you start with the Barbashev deal. And then you add a solid center iceman in Teddy Bluger, mm-hmm. and you follow it up with a two-time Stanley Cup champion and a Conn Smythe winner, mm-hmm. uh, and your first-ever rival, mm-hmm. Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. And we all know the status of uh, his game and why he's here due to uh, the situation with the injuries on the Vegas Golden Knights. But it does set up. Just just putting his name on the roster is cool. The possibility that he could play a role down the stretch and then the opportunity 
if it presents itself, mm-hmm. of a head-to-head matchup mm-hmm. between Vegas and L.A. Yep. There's If the hockey gods are with us, we have a lot of drama between now and the Stanley Cup playoffs and into the postseason. So if anyone knows me, I... I am a big Jonathan Quick guy. I, I'm not going to make any apologies for that. And, like, I've heard every argument in the book over the last eh, six hours or so. And maybe it dates back to yesterday. But, like, I've heard every argument in the book. I've heard about the numbers this year. I've heard about the Kings' defense and where Jonathan Quick ranks in terms of goaltenders with goals saved above average. All of that stuff. I've heard it all. I've also seen Jonathan Quick come into situations where he's been doubted before and go absolutely bananas. So all so that's going, what you're hoping for. So, so that's you, what you're, you that's what you're banking on. You like, can't dispute yeah. the data. No, for sure. It you is can't. what it is. Right. But he also turned back the clock a year ago and went seven games deep against yeah. the top scorers in the National Hockey League and lost game seven to nothing. Right. So it wasn't a 5-4 decision in game seven. He did his part. You're hoping that he can do that again. Mm-hmm. And whatever is the motivation, whether it's to keep playing beyond this year or to stick it to Los Angeles or to just show uh, up all the doubters, we don't care. Yeah, not, no. in, not in this city. No. You're just happy to have the opportunity to have the, if that's your insurance card, yeah. that's, that's full coverage. No, no, no. In this city, you embrace right. that. In this city, you embrace the player that maybe has that chip on his shoulder and has something to prove because that is what this team has been built on, right? That is something that Golden Knights fans should be looking at Jonathan Quick and wanting to embrace because that is a player that is going to be highly, highly motivated in his tenure here with the Golden Knights. And this trade isn't made to bring in a big name as the savior. It's fair. It's that That is not even close. Yeah. It's to buy you time until everybody gets healthy. I think this would be structured and viewed much differently if you were acquiring Jonathan Quick to run the table down the stretch and lead you wholeheartedly, all hopes, all Mm -hmm. chips in on Jonathan Quick. He's got to find his game. Sure. Can he find his game? We, We hope so in this market. But in the meantime, you have Aiden Hill, who will most likely, based on the body of work, get more starts Mm -hmm. than Jonathan Quick when the two of them are on the roster together. And while all that is happening, Laurent Brassois gets healthy, Mm -hmm. Logan Thompson gets healthy, and then you have options upon options. With you. And one of them is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Uh, two guys are trying to uh, become the the ball carriers mm-hmm. for the first time. And another one is Logan Thompson in his first year in the National Hockey League, uh, first full year in the National Hockey League, who has an opportunity to make his mark. So different storylines, but four different guys. And sometimes hammering and egg in it. Mm-hmm. Isn't a bad thing. Well, I'll be honest. Like I, I don't know that there's a better person to learn from as, as, in terms of what it takes to go deep in the playoffs, what it means to play in the playoffs, what it means to be a number one in the playoffs than Jonathan Quick. And, and so if you look at it from that lens, if you've got Logan Thompson coming back from an injury, looking to make to, to, to kind of regain his form and regain his job, the same thing with Aiden Hill, same thing with Lorraine Brossois, 
You get the opportunity now to pick the brain of John and the Quick. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of that occurs. Really? To be quite honest. Well, in in passing, yeah, in, in a casual conversation, maybe. But look at the different situations here. You've got Logan Thompson, who suffered a pretty serious injury mm-hmm. and is rehabbing right now and hopes to be back in goal and being able to play as the number one guy. He's got a lot on his plate right now to focus on himself, not on other things. There, there'll be conversations like you and I would have a conversation, but as far as leaning anywhere else, he's got he's got more than enough to keep him busy. Laurent Brossois, the exact same situation. Mm-hmm. He's got to get healthy and show everybody that those three games was just the tip of the iceberg that there's so much left. He doesn't have the opportunity to be going back and looking at safe selections, or and I'm, and I'm sort of having some fun with this, uh, or uh, the Scorpion saves and that, uh, that Jonathan Quick may, may, may make. And Aiden Hill, this is his time. Mm-hmm. It may never be presented to him like this again with this type of opportunity where he is the guy. He doesn't have time to be talking to Logan or Loren or leaning on Jonathan Quick. He's got to focus on his game to make sure he's ready and squish out all the other noise. And then the guy that we talk about being a a mentor Mm -hmm. to the situation, if I'm Jonathan Quick, and he, he might be way more on the other side of this, but if I'm looking through his lens... I'm like focused on what do I got to do to get my game in a spot where I'm great when I get the start, whether that is Sunday against Montreal or whether it's on that, sounds like it would be, on that five-game road trip. When I get that start, I need to be ready to go and, and to be able to be at my Jonathan quickest. Not, I don't. I don't have. Good. I don't have. I don't have time to put an arm around the shoulder of one of these other guys. You got four I don't, guys I don't in mean, four totally different I, situations, and they should all be focused on their exact own game. I mean, to a degree, I, I I agree with you. I understand that. Like each competitor individually should be focused on their game. Your teammates, but you're bringing Jonathan Jonathan Quick in to be a part of this team. You're not bringing Jonathan Quick in to be a mentor. You're just bringing Jonathan Quick in to I, give you insurance of if, if something men- happens. Regardless of if he's a mentor, regardless of if you bring him in or don't bring him in for that specific need or want, the championship pedigree is something that's talked about often whenever you bring a player of this caliber, a player that's done it before, into a room. And for a team that wants to take the next step, I would expect that there will be some understanding that that player is going to impart something to everyone else. You want to win. Like, yes, you bring Jonathan. I don't think it's as formal as what you're making it out to be. Okay. In fact, I know it's not as formal as what you're making it out to be. Conversations, passing, in passing, uh, whether you're on the plane or whether you're around the rink, there might be a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But right now, four guys know that that net can be theirs. So does if this just muddy? If, if, if they're able to pick up their game and either get healthy and find their range, 
continue what they've done in Aiden mm-hmm. Hill or find it again in a new environment with a chip on your shoulder, Jonathan Quick, it's all right in front of them. So does this just muddy the water? Does no. it just muddy the track then? No. Does it does no, it absolutely present not. an opportunity for opportunity, yeah. Well, right, but I'm saying it like just for the sake of argument, you've got Aiden Hill playing well, you've got Jonathan Quick playing well. What do you do then when Lorenzo was ready? What do you do then it, it when was Logan the, Thompson's ready? Hey, it was the same way when Lorenzo Brassois came up. Mm-hmm. He hadn't played a game all year. Okay. Logan Thompson's out. Aiden Hill, a little banged up. Brassois goes in mm-hmm. and owns it. Sure. Hill's healthy. He's backing up. Mm-hmm. Who played? Brassois. They're both available. Who played? The guy that hadn't until the week before played a game for you all year. Sure. You know why? Because he had the hot hand. He was going. And if he hadn't got hurt, he'd still be going. Okay. That's fair. That is the perfect explanation to your question. If all four are healthy, what do you do? You play the hot hand, and if the hand goes cold, you go to your next best hunch. And if that's not hot, mm-hmm. then you go to the next guy. You you've got great options, it, and and I think all because of the motivation factor here, Ryan, mm. are all great options. Goaltending has been a a really good part of this team for the yeah, last couple of months. Like, I agree. If you look at even January. And and what they were they were doing in in that month and into February and flat hitting a flat spot, it wasn't because of goaltending. Mm-hmm. The competition has been laid out, and the competitors raised the level of their game. Now you've got four guys in the competition, which should be beneficial based on what we've seen and the different athletes being able to answer that bell. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it. And from from that aspect, I'm I'm excited to see what Jonathan Quick does with the opportunity. I'm I a really huge am. fan of Jonathan yeah, Quick me too. For a long time, because of his athleticism and the unique way that he plays the position, he he doesn't get behind the scenes the credit for the RVH that that yeah. terminology yeah. Uh, reverse uh vertical horizontal play that the goaltenders use but he was the first guy that really did it and did it really well mm-hmm. and and I don't even know he knew what he was doing with it at, at the time <laughs> uh the way the way he was able to uh, athletically get around the crease I love the way he plays he's uh, he's spectacular and 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 entertaining I I hope that he's got it I there's nothing not the Cinderella story is great. That's mm-hmm. why you got a Logan. Mm-hmm. You got this really cool story coming the long way and bursting on the scene, playing in the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Then you got the old wily bull up there. He's been through it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's been around, but people are counting him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're too old. Yeah. And in between, a couple of guys that can. Get it done and show that it can get it done. It I don't know I don't know who starts game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Yeah, well, that's, that's I, six I, weeks from today. But from, I don't. I can't tell you that I think one guy's going to be healthy and will be in the lineup because even if that person is healthy, they may not be starting mm-hmm. due to the fact that Hill or Quick might be the hot hand. You've got four guys that could all be healthy mm-hmm. for the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I don't think anybody has. At this point, right now, mm-hmm. has any advantage over the other if one of them is playing hot, if one of them's going good. It's, a lot of times, that's different. You go, okay, this guy's our starter, but we, we love that this guy's going over sure. here. Yeah. That's good. No, if that guy's going good over there, it doesn't matter if that guy's a starter. That, you're going with a hot hand. That fascinates me for a number of different reasons. Because it's, it's extremely rare. It's you, it's it's, a, it's rare with two guys. Sure. Never yeah. mind four. Yeah. And and now what you've done essentially is when everyone's back and healthy, you've created that internal competition to last you through the end of the regular season. Yeah. And for a team that's pushing and pushing hard, like the Golden Knights are going to be, and you look at the schedule, you look at how condensed everything is, you look at the number of teams that they're going to be playing, the number of games, and the caliber of opponents. You want everybody pushing a little bit harder and a little bit more, and that's what you have built in. How are the options that you could potentially have? If the Hill-Quick tandem is mm-hmm. going good mm-hmm. and Bersois comes back, he pushes them. When Thompson comes back, you can you can put him in Henderson for a rehab assignment or Thompson or Bersois for a rehab assignment. Uh-huh. You, you don't have to put them right in. Yeah, You can get their game up. Because you got two National Hockey League goaltenders up with you. you you've you bought some space. But the most important thing is to look at. Why why did they do this deal? And I'm hoping to have, uh, if we can get Kelly McCrimmon on uh, in hour number two, uh, we'll, we'll work with that uh, if he's available because there's other deals that could be being worked on right now. And uh, if he can't jump on, we'll play some of his sound from his availability that uh, you and I were at at City National Arena. But what this does uh, and why this happened is if – with Bressois and Thompson out and not skating right now, as mm-hmm. far as I know, mm-hmm. and not a return, not right around the corner. You've got Aiden Hill, and if he tweaks whatever he's hurt that knocked him out of the lineup for a couple of games, then you're down to Michael Hutchison and Yuri Patera. Right. Nothing against Michael Hutchison or Yuri Patera, but that's not a tandem that you want to be riding. Going down the stretch drive, not just trying to win a division, not just trying to hold on to home ice, but trying to make the playoffs. Sure. That's a big ask. Yeah, I agree. For those guys. I agree. So you give yourself one extra layer of insurance, and then when everybody's healthy, you got a big apple basket of options. Absolutely. This apple looks good. Ooh, that one looks really good. What kind of apple? What is about that? that? Macintosh. Oh, I go Macintosh. Big what food, kind of apples do you? Big Fuji guy. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Never heard of that. Never heard of a Fuji apple? No. What what kind of uh, apple is Fuji? It's it's I, I don't know. Like, Unbelievably how, sweet. Yeah, super yeah, sweet. Yeah, then yeah. I'm not in there. Hot crisp. You're not a, pink lady. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. No. They're really? all good. Yeah. No. Got a bunch of apple trees the other day. But, Oh, really? Oh. Like you bought them? Oh, yeah. Awesome. And then you had to replant them? Well, it was Mrs. Wallace's birthday. She wanted an orchard, so we bought her an orchard. Wow. That's really impressive. Wow. Well, that's what they have right now. Yeah. They got a bunch of apple trees. It's like a combination apple tree. Let's let's see let's see what uh, what bears fruit. Mm-hmm. 
on these apple trees. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And to be to and be you got a you got a Hall of Fame name in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. And the best part about it, and and I I mean listen, I, I know that we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're putting the car before the horse. I understand that, but what, what car Vegas, before the horse? No, we're not. Vegas and LA. Oh, that. Playoffs. It's all I want to see. It's all I want to see. Well, how about the fact that Jonathan Quick gets traded by LA? Yeah. Ends up in Vegas. And, not bad. and 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 no, this is the best part. He's thrilled beyond belief to end up in Vegas. If that trade had taken place directly, there'd be people looking over their shoulders. Jonathan Quick might be thinking, oh, like I wanted to finish my career there. Yeah. I wanted, but because this took the circuitous, uh, whatever that word is, uh, the 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 no no the no, no. routine go, uh, the go detour. You're, you're not off the hook. The the, the what, what detour. Was what was that word again? The, he took the detour to Columbus. Uh-huh. Now he's happy to be in Vegas. Yeah. He's looking forward to a potential deal uh, series against Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He's a 45 minute flight to go home and see his kids and his family. Mm-hmm. If if he has to or wants to during uh, during this, he can drive here back and forth to Los Angeles. This stuff, this is as good as it could have happened, and it didn't happen directly. So he is. There's no no. Oh, I'm going to my rival. No hesitation with this trade at all. He's excited, really excited to be in Vegas. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the the move to Columbus is probably going to sweeten the pot in in a lot of different ways when you factor in now you've actually landed in Vegas you're on a contending team you have an opportunity to to play meaningful hockey down the stretch and you're right there in a division with your former team. You're right yeah. there in a division with a team that you helped deliver a couple of Stanley Cups to. Um I for one just cannot wait to see what it what it means for Jonathan Quick, what it means for the Vegas Golden Knights. And again, I, I'm rooting for one very, very, very specific thing, and that's Vegas and Los Angeles. And well, playoffs. the playoffs started today. Yeah. You wouldn't get your series. I know. Uh, it would be Vegas and Colorado I know. in the first round. L.A. Uh, would match up against the Edmonton Oilers in a rematch of last year's first round. Hey, we've got to take a break. The uh, insider for the VGK Insider Show, John Shannon, is coming up. Uh, we'll connect with him and talk about uh, what's happening league-wide as well as touching on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Hello, Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. He used to have the most important job in Canada. Now he's willing to give us a few minutes. It's time to chat with John Shannon. Always working at all of his sources, dialed into the National Hockey League trade deadline. We're inside of 24 hours until the freeze on wheeling and dealing in the NHL. John Shannon, former executive producer of the National Hockey League uh, and CBC, uh, joins us. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. you all, you think everybody's almost done yet? No, no. I, I, there's a couple of guys that I, I think we're waiting to pull the trigger. Like, where's Lou, Lou Lamorello and all this? Lou, Lou's he got it started. He did, but I mean, I, I can't believe that he's not feeling guilty now and being in, not being involved as much. And they've cleared some cap space over the last couple of days, so I think the Islanders have to do something. Um, hey, remember, I, remember, you, Lou's you have comment. to wonder. You have to wonder what Florida. 
Are they, is Florida going to decide to be a buyer or a seller? Or, and the same thing for Calgary. Are they going to be a buyer or a seller? Remember what Lou said after he did the, uh, the contract extension for Bo Horvat. Too much money, too much term. So maybe maybe his owner went to him and said, "Uh, if you're going to talk like that, we're not doing anything else. I don't think, you know, it's funny. They have an interesting relationship in, uh, in, uh, in New York or on Long Island, uh, one of the owners in Lou. I don't think one of them doesn't speak very much to Lou. So I think Lou just does what he wants to do. Uh, Lou, Lou scares me, uh, and I've talked oh, to Lou. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to Lou a Lou, lot. You know, I, I know he's buddies of yours. Yeah, but he's yeah, he not my buddy because I'm scared of him. Yeah, but you, you know, I mean, and uh, your pal George, he and Lou are good buddies too. Yes, right. Yeah, and yeah. George and I are, are besties. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I talked to him today. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you, you got the lake right, and and Kelly and I we're thick as thieves. Well, that's Lou that Manitoba me. thing, you know. You know that's uh, that's that whole thing with uh, you know what you know people knowing where Brandon is and whether the highway's closed or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and if you know Brandon and you know how long it takes to get to Clear Lake, then you are a friend of mine. How long does it take to get to Clear Lake, Shani? Uh, I was going to say three hours. You are not a friend of mine. I'm sorry, but uh, we have to call this what it is. How, and this how, is a, well, how long does it take to get to this Clear Lake? This is a business relationship only, not a friendship. Uh, it's uh, it's about uh, 45 minutes to an hour. depends on how fast you can get through. And, and why do they call it Clear Lake? Uh, I don't know. It's the name of the lake. It's a national oh. park. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't get see, you could have You could have strung us along you can see the, the water is beautifully clear yeah. and you can see the bottom from everywhere but we know that you know that's not true with lakes in manitoba well i it's a, it is a rock bottom lake it's one of the few and and i'm told in deep bay where we used to go skiing all the time somebody uh, mentioned to me hold right, on hold on yeah nobody skis in manitoba yeah we want water skiing uh and and i was told right before i went skiing that uh, there's fish as big as men in that deep bay wow and i when I let go of the rope at the end, I yeah. planned it so I would come right up on shore. And so I wouldn't get in the water. Yeah. But I mistimed it. I was going too fast. I ended up 30 feet in the bush. <laughs> well, so that, right means, uh, that means it must have been a big giant pike in the yeah. water, huh? And you don't want to mess with those. <laughs> no, no. No, the pikes, pikes are, uh, they can be vicious. Oh, teeth on those things. Yeah. Uh, are, are you uh, as surprised as... I am at just the constant measure of movement in the National Hockey League for the last week and a half, two weeks, and the arms race in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think we're all shocked, mm-hmm. um, it, simply because the the volume. I think there's more than forty trades done already, mm-hmm. which is you know usually on a on a, any given day, like a, on the deadline day, it's about twenty five total. So this is far. This is far and away the busiest trade deadline I can remember ever, ever. Um, and uh, the fact that that so much of the action is, and, and really, in many ways, the disparity East versus West is that the West has sold off so many players to the East is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the the the, 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 the Knights' acquisition of John Quick. Is one of the few going the other way, <laughs> but but the and I I just think that what's happened in the East is everybody knows who they have to be. There's one team 
in the National Hockey League, everybody knows they have to beat if they want to be the Stanley Cup champions. And that's the Boston Bruins. And so you have to beat the Boston Bruins, so you better get ready. And I also think there's a bit of a uh, what I would describe as a uh, pandemic hangover. I think there's tons of pressure from ownership in a lot of cities who have said to managers, saying, listen, we, you know, we paid the players all this money for through the pandemic, whether we played games with people in the buildings or not. And, you know, it's about time we got a couple of million dollars per game back uh, in the playoffs. And so you better get to the second round of the playoffs at least. And I think that that's what, I think that's what we're seeing. And, and when you consider, Darren, in, in a lot of those cities, Toronto and New York and Boston, you know, a single night of revenue uh, for a Stanley Cup playoff game could be in excess of $5 million. So you end up winning, you know, you end up going two rounds and you have three home games in each round. That's $30 million additional dollars. That's pretty good. You know, you, you kind of bring up the, the Maple Leafs, Toronto, and, and obviously one of the most active teams so far leading up to the deadline has been the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I guess philosophically, like how many moves, how many trades, how many players in, players out is too many for a team that was going as well as the Leafs were? Um, well, that's a good question. I mean, they, they changed 33% of their skaters. So, you know, six guys out and six guys in, six new guys. Um, they actually might have too many players because I don't think when you look at a guy like Lou Shen who came from Vancouver, Ryan, I don't think he's going to play every night, mm-hmm. I, I, particularly in the playoffs. I think that, he, you know, what Kyle Dubas did there was two things. First of all, he got... He got some some security, some protection of uh, seventh, eighth, ninth defenseman, and he also kept him away from Tampa Bay. <laughs> so the, that's the that's the the, the double edged sword there that hopefully in in Dubis's mind helps that team get past the first round of the playoffs for the first time since Darren was in grade school. And I was writing on <laughs> rock. There wasn't a chalkboard in that. There wasn't a whiteboard. Well, you know, that's I when you were going there, you know, uphill five miles in the snow both ways. Trying to get to Clear Lake. <laughs> Trying to get to Clear Lake. Well, you could skate on Clear Lake in the winter, though. That's oh, good. absolutely. Favorite golf course, too. I'll have to get you out there one time uh, over at the Clear Lake Golf Course. Um, the, the Western Conference has been quiet compared to the East. Who do you like in the West? And do you think there's a big move by any of the contenders in the West? Well, I mean, I think Edmonton's done its big move. Uh, the acquisition of Matthias Ekholm, um, <laughs> do you like who, it? in my opinion, was dollar for dollar the best defenseman available in this, you know, juncture of the NHL season. Uh, that's their big move. They gave up a lot for him, and it might uh, it might prove to be worthwhile because they needed, and we talked about this last week, they needed to solidify the defensive side of the game. They don't have trouble scoring goals, but they have trouble keeping them out, and hopefully uh, for Oiler fans they, that Ekholm will do that. Um, you know, what, what the Kings did was interesting in that uh, I, I, don't, I, I think they settled on Gavrikov, because it was the only way for them to get a goaltender as well. Mm. I really think they wanted Jacob Chikrin, but 
you know, they couldn't uh, they couldn't parlay that into getting a defenseman and a goalie out of Arizona. So you did that with Columbus, and hence the Jonathan Quick move, and then hence Jonathan Quick's back with the with VGK. So uh, so they did they did something that um, that was pretty major. Seattle's just going to do a tweak. They're not going to do very much. Ronnie Francis is not going to change his game plan. I think Dallas still has to do something. Uh, you know, Dallas, there's lots of ex- expectation in Dallas. Uh, like a lot of the teams in the Central, they got off to great starts, great starts, and then they've kind of plateaued just like Winnipeg has. So from that point, I, I'm not sure there's big moves to be done, but I think there's a couple teams that say we could use a goal scorer and, you know, who, who's out there that could be that goal scorer and, that list is dwindled and dwindled smaller and smaller, and I guess the best name out there right now is James Van Riemsdyk out of Philadelphia. But who knows? I mean, is there somebody is there somebody in Florida that's available if Bill Zito decides that he's he's throwing the chips on the table and not going to try to mortgage the future too much? What about Calgary? I, I, I was talking to somebody today, and we both agreed that Calgary's in no man's land. Yeah, Calgary literally in no man's land. They, you know. They they don't have very many expiring contracts. Um, some of the contracts that they have signed guys to, uh, like Uyghur, like Huberdo, are you know too burdensome for other teams to take on. But there, those guys are supposed to be core guys now. Um, I, I, Calgary's such a such an anomaly. I mean, they you know if you listen to anybody in in. In that town, they just talk about goaltending. That's all they talk about is goaltending. How Markstrom and Vladar have let them down. Um, you know, this is a team that's in the top five on shots on goal. So shooting the puck's not a problem. It's in the top five of allowing shots on goal. So defense isn't a problem. It's the goaltending that's the killer to them. Always oh, blaming the goalie. Well, I listen. I, the only thing I was happy with, the, more so than the, the, the with the Jonathan Quick acquisition, was that I think you were going to start the lobby to be the backup. <laughs> I, pra- I practiced today. I know, but I, yeah. I but I, I I just know you that you'd you'd find a way to you know you know be the e bug or something no, like no, that no, no, or you know e-bug. how come it's them you know and. Nope. You know, I mean, Aiden Hill has done yeoman service since everybody else has gotten hurt, and you just, you know, I could just see you becoming a BFF nope. in there and trying to make itself better for yourself in the, in the dressing room and becoming the backup one. I'm night, the BFF. You know? I am the BFF, right. but I want no part of being an e-bug because I like my work on television, <laughs> and I would have to go down to the dressing room and sit there half-dressed uh, to be the e-bug and give up my well, place on the desk with Gary Lawless and Darren Elliott. Well, so, no, as I don't long as you do don't that. have to wear a hoodie, you're good. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I, I was going to wear a hoodie today. It was right in my hand, and then I opted for the, for the, for the polo. And, and I don't want to go down there and have to throw up. Because that's exactly uh, what would happen if uh, if you're ever in that situation. You're one of those guys. Oh, for nervous, nervous. You've been really, around huh? me enough to know <laughs> my anxiety level. Just, it, I, I'm nervous talking to you, and I and I like you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, how come you? How can you be nervous? You're you're on the air. You've talked to millions of people at once. Yes. You know you you know you and Catherine Tappan hosted draft shows and draft lottery shows and expansion drafts. How could you be nervous, I don't know. John? I've influenced nations, wow. and and I still get nervous. Humble too. What, what, what which nation would that be? <laughs> uh, Canada and the United States <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> John, like what what's your what's your sense on 
you know, Brock Besser, like that's a name that we've heard as we get in, as we inch closer and closer to the trade deadline. The the Vancouver Canucks will they won't they? Uh, what's your expectation for Besser when it comes to tomorrow's uh, trade deadline? Well, if they could move him, they would, and there's no question about that. Um, he doesn't fit, and I don't think to fit into what the new management team wants to do in Vancouver. But that's a lot of money, you know. Is I, I do I do regular radio in Vancouver, and and somebody said, well, you know, they're trying to move some tough contracts in Vancouver. They've been trying to move tough contracts since they got there, <laughs> and they have about four of them. You know, Tyler Myers is a tough contract. Uh, um, you know, Besser is a is a tough contract. Oliver Ekman Larson is a tough contract. I heard Billy wants they a trade. Have, They've been trying to dig themselves out since they got there, you know, December of a year ago. So the, the, the question for me with Besser is, is can he get back to that level that he was when he first came out of the University of Minnesota? Because, I mean, he was freewheeling, he could shoot the puck, he was, he was brilliant, but he's had back issues, he's had concussion issues, um, and he's just, he hasn't been the same. And I, 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 and and in the environment that has been in Vancouver the last few years, or the last eighteen months at least, hasn't really helped him. So um, perhaps a change in venue would would be good. Um, but let's let's make one thing perfectly clear: all he is is a scorer. You know, you're not going to expect him to be on the PK, and you're not going to expect him to introduce himself to the goaltender very often. So. And you and you know and I love Phil Kessel. You already got one of them. Mm-hmm. Phil's actually, I don't, need, I don't think you need another one in Vegas. Uh, I've really liked Phil's game uh, lately. Let's get a, a quick comment on what Vegas has done so far, knowing that there's time left to still do more. Uh, Barbashev, Bluger, love Barbashev. Love Barbashev. Why? I mean, I I think that's good teams need. Not superstars, but you need depth, and you need guys that have been through the battles. Barbashev is physical. Barbashev can play both ends of the ice. Barbashev has great shooting skills. He had those all the way back to his time in Moncton in the Quebec Junior League. Uh, this guy's a winner, uh, and and I think that I think the Barbashev move uh, is a quality move for a team that knows that. You know, there's going to be some reliance on guys like Marshall and Eichel and Smith, and then you're going to have that second line, and Barbashev's going to be part of that, and he's going to make a difference. He was the first in, then Teddy Bluger, and followed by Jonathan Quick in quick succession. Well, and and what Bluger is um, is the ultimate hustle guy. I think you're going to love him on the penalty kill. He's going to be great doing that for the Golden Knights. You know, again, another quality role player for a team that always seems to find quality role players. Uh, I think the Bluger the, the Bluger trade was a, was a good, simple one, and and he very quickly he will become a favorite at T-Mobile because he he's fun he's fun to watch. He's mm-hmm. he's complete energy all the time. And 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 Jonathan Quick, uh, as I said, this, in addition to making sure that Millard stays off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's uh, I I mean the, his pedigree alone, his ability to carry himself as a Stanley Cup champion, a Conn Smythe Trophy winner, you know he will. And believe me, after the way he's been treated by his original team this week, 
there will be a lot of fight in that dog this week. There will be a lot of fight in that dog for the next two months. And if he's called upon, I guarantee you that Jonathan Quick will deliver. I want to fire this one at you because I don't know the answer. Do you know if Rob Blake talked to Quick or his agent before that trade was made? Did he know that the possibility existed that he might be moved? The comments say no, but I don't know for sure. Um, I don't I don't know that for sure, Darren. Yeah. The, what I do know, though, and I think was disappointing to Quick, is that Rob Blake had to tell him on the phone that he was traded. Right. He didn't tell him in person. Um, so I, I think that that, you know, and they were in Winnipeg. And so that, that alone, you know, they had a great game in Winnipeg. Um, and, and for that to occur to somebody of 16 years and, I mean, he's going to be a hockey hall of famer, guys. Yeah. He's going to be in the hockey hall of fame. There's no doubt in my mind that, that that will happen three or four years after he retires. Uh, and that's the type of player you're getting, somebody who can play at that level. Has he had a good season? No, he hasn't had a good season. But I tell you what, in the last two or three weeks I've seen him play, and he's been Jonathan Quick of old. He's Gumby, right? Yep. He's the original <laughs> Gumby, isn't he, Darren? He is. He, he yeah. taught Gumby how to stretch. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable what this guy could do with that body, and I think he still can. And I think that I think I actually figured he was either going to go to – Vegas or Colorado, mm-hmm. believe it or not. But you um, saw him being moved. I, I didn't. I, I didn't see it happening, knowing that his contract was expiring and the tie that he has with the franchise. Uh, you, well, you, you didn't think he was going to move from no. L.A. No, uh, I think that. Well, they had to. They had to do something. If you're going to give up a goalie, and you're not going to give up Phoenix Copley now, if, no. based on no. what he's done, and Cal Peterson's in the minors, and he's overpaid. So you you had to it, quick was the quick was the automatic odd man out mm. because of those factors, um, but you knew darn well he wasn't going to report to Columbus. Have uh, Have you ever been told that you were traded on the <laughs> telephone, or was it always in person? I was told in person, <laughs> and I I could have done with being told on the phone. I have been uh, not traded. I've been uh, put on waivers. Okay, uh, and. Uh, None, none of those people have ever had the balls to do it in person. <laughs> All right. Let's go find them. Tell them that you're on the VGK Insider Show in Las Vegas and see I how they like that. I that already that I was on the show. I know. So everybody knows now. We're going to find them. Even though you're you're kind of doing double duty on us with Vancouver Radio and Winnipeg Radio, we consider us your number one focus. And, and, and Edmonton Radio. And Edmonton Radio. So yeah. uh, you're doing 35 hey, uh, This year, the, the only ones that do Thursday prime time. Yeah, that's right, because of the time change. Yeah. Um, you're the best. I well, miss, you know, I, miss, I'm ex- uh, I tell you what, I think they, all of a sudden the Pacific Division, even be, before the, the noon deadline tomorrow for you guys, I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be exciting, and I think it's just going to ramp amp up the whole Pacific Division races. It's going to be crazy those last 20, 21 or 22 games. Hey, did you see where the the network that we used to work at together, and um, we used to start at 8 a.m. and go until uh, 6 p.m., and yeah. then we do a game after? They're not yeah. going on the air until 10 a.m.? Well, in fact, what they like, did is they like went to the other network. a couple of half-milers they are. both go on at 10 a.m., and the other network said, screw you, we're going on at 8. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so they got they got hoodwinked. They got a little, yeah. They got a little hoodwink. Uh, but uh, but here's the thing, 
you know, what's going to happen until 1 o'clock? You know, nothing, nothing, nothing. is going to happen until 1 o'clock. So. <laughs> exactly. This is what I do. Uh, welcome back. It's uh, hour three. Uh, we've got six hours until the yeah. National Hockey League trade deadline. Let's go over to the newsbreakers and join John Shannon. John has nothing no here. idea that I'm, that I'm throwing to him. He looks up like, uh, like a whack-a-mole uh, from his uh, little spot over at the newsbreakers desk and says, <laughs> That's right. and what do you say? Nothing here. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, we'll get back to you when something happens. Uh, yeah, six well, more hours. We would try to do better than that. We would tell a story, wax poetic. Yes, yes, exactly. It is a fun day. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not. It's a miserable, miserable day. So here, just, I, I, know, I know you got Kelly coming up, but it, it, let, me, let me just tell you something. So two days a year, you spend on the phone, on emails, on text, Facebook, you know, TikTok, Twitter, all this stuff. Snapchat. No. <laughs> um, you do all these things, and all you do is, you know, I have these people are my friends. I like these guys. I talk to them socially, and I drive them crazy for 11 hours. So I spend 11 hours. Have you done anything yet? What's going on? How come? What is that? A second trick? Are you, are you, how much are you paying? I do that to 31 or 32 guys for 11 hours. Then I spend the next day apologizing and saying, I'm sorry I bugged you so many times. I'm sorry I did this. Because you feel, after a while, you just feel guilty saying, oh, my God. Because you know it's not just you. You're just using them. It's 28 guys doing the same thing. Yeah, you're just using them. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. You're just, you're just, uh. Well, you're just part of the business. That's all. Uh, uh, and but so somebody said, well, you when you when you got put on waivers on the phone, the first thing that came to my mind is I don't have to do a trade deadline day again. You know? <laughs> uh, enjoy tomorrow, pal. Appreciate it. All right. Hi, George. <laughs> George, he listens all the time I know, to the BGK yeah. Insider Show. Uh, John Shannon with us, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada and my former colleague at Sportsnet. Uh, when we continue, TF hour number two, and hopefully well, you will hear from Kelly McCrimmon, either live on the radio or we'll bring you some of his availability from earlier today. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas.